0: Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I hope you're having a great Black Friday and an even better Cyber Monday. I want to let you know that we're having a live webinar this week on December 3rd. Um, We're going to be talking to seven and eight figure sellers about the new 2021 strategies for selling on Amazon. And one thing that's kind of fun is that half the guests on this webinar are prior guests on this podcast. So that's Kian Glazari, Athena Saveri, Uh, Brendan Pettit and uh, Justin Dyson will all be there as well as some other big names like Dan Ashburn who's the ASM lead coach and Troy Johnston who's the founder of seller tools uh, and a few other people too and so if you guys want to check that live webinar out it is free it is free it does not cost anything December 3rd uh, noon noon Pacific time so that's this coming Thursday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. London time. And so uh, a link to that webinar will be in the show notes for this. So just uh, click on the notes and you'll see that link right there at the top. And I hope to see you there. Thanks for subscribing to the ZonCon podcast, the podcast all about Amazon conversations. These are the tips and tricks to become an Amazon millionaire. Here is your host, Andrew Erickson. He is all things Amazon and so is this podcast. Let's have an Amazon conversation. Hey guys, Andrew Erickson here, the host of Zoncom Podcast. I am back with Chakra from junglebooks.net. We did an episode earlier about the five must-dos for accounting. And I told him we need to come back and have the seven must-dos for tax savings. So accounting and doing books, now we're talking about taxes, right? And Chakra, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for, uh, it was fun to come back.
0: <laughs> and, uh, it is actually Saturday night as we're recording. So I will be.
1: All right. Near. Yeah. I'm <laughs> back with my uh, trusty beer too. So, yes. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do a virtual cheers. Uh, after faxes, after maybe I should get a hard one, but, uh, for now.
0: Alrighty. <laughs> so, All righty, so. We came up with, I thought it would be fun to talk about seven niche tax tips that you may not have heard of. A lot of these you may have heard of, but I guarantee there's something in here that you've never heard of. So those seven tips that we're going to talk about are uh, the 330-day rule. Spoiler alert, we actually had an episode on this already. So the 330-day rule, home office deduction, a tax-saving thing that we're going to call dinner with Uncle Sam, travel like a boss... The Augusta Rule, retire in style, and billable babies. Those all are right. seven yeah. tips.
1: That's exciting. Yep. And if, <laughs> if you don't know what any of those
0: are, listen to the end, and you'll hear all seven of them. So, Chakra, why don't you uh, give us a little disclaimer? You're an accountant, but
1: yes, yeah. so right? I am an accountant. Yeah, our company is Jungle Books. Uh, we are based out of Princeton, New Jersey, but. Not your personal accountant yet. So when you guys hire us, (laughs) we'll be your accountant. (laughs) But until then, this is very general information. So it's more for educational purposes. You know, it gets you thinking. And then when you reach out to a professional, you know what to ask.
0: You are my accountant, you're just not the account of the audience, right?
1: <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Because, uh, uh, yes, I'm addressing the audience. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Let's jump so into it. We've been it. working for two years now almost. So, yeah, it's yeah. Fun,
0: so. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So, let's see here. The first one here is the 330 day rule. This is one of the biggest tax savings that I personally have ever done in my entire yeah. life. <laughs> Why don't you tell us like a little bit about it, about the 330-day rule?
1: Yes. So, you know, it's really very applicable to digital marketers and, you know, people like us, you know, who are doing, you know, e-commerce and things like that, right? We can work from anywhere from with a laptop and a lot of us t- do take advantage of it. We do travel a lot. but. You know the special rule with irs is if you're you know for american citizens for us you know worldwide income is taxed right but at the same time if, you've ne- if you haven't lived in a full year that is 330 days as andrew has pointed out you can take a substantial tax deduction so there are a few rules to go with it obviously you know the as the name indicates 330 days there's a little wiggle room in terms of beginning and ending But those are the times you're not allowed, you have not come back to the U.S. at all. So it's a continuous stay abroad. You should be drawing money while you're working there, right? So from the U.S. sources. So, you know, you should be, you know, getting some kind of income there. And then it's not from the foreign government where you're paying taxes there and things like that, right? So if that's, then there are a few other rules, you know, if you... Obviously, most people can't plan it so that they start on Jan 1. So, if you span years, you can, you know, break up the pro rate amount between years, right? So. I think that's what we did for you, Andrew. And yep. you did your world travel. So you I think you were July to July or August to August. And then we. Um, yep.
0: And that, if you want to hear more about that, we have a whole podcast on that, almost an hour long. It's episode six. So back in our archives, a little over almost uh, about a year and a half ago, that was published. Episode six Travel the World and Pay No Income Tax with Jack Fallon is the name of that episode. Basically, like Shaka already told us, but the, the gist of it is. Travel the world for a year and pay no income tax. (laughs)
1: 100,000, I think, per head. So if you're married, you know, it's 200, of course, you need to have 200000 income, so all those nuances, I'm sure, you had in your, in your episode uh, before. I mean, so.
0: Yeah, so my, my wife came with me on the trip, and so we each got a $100,000 exclusion, and so we actually ended up saving about $70,000 on taxes. That wasn't a $70,000 write-off, that was a $70,000 savings in taxes, so, like, it was a huge windfall for us. It, you do have to travel, though. <laughs> you do have to be in the United States. I mean, it is an all-or-nothing thing. You can't go 320 days. days and then take 90% of it. You have to go at 330. Okay, so next, the next niche tax tip is the home office deduction. He you yeah, us what the so, home office deduction is? Yes,
1: so it is a common thing, but it's also commonly missed or missed. Um, yeah, I should say just missed. Right. You know, a lot of people know about it, but when they come to the taxes, you know, it's not taken quite right. So basically, you can take, you know, most of us work from home, especially, you know, after the corona virus thing. So when you're working from home and you have a home office, you can take that portion of it as a deduction. For example, as an example, you have a 2,000 square feet house or a 3,000 square feet house, and you're using, you know, 400 square feet as your office. So you can take 10% of everything, right? Like, you know, power, everything, like, you know, water, any any maintenance that you do for the house, for the upkeep of the house, you can take that percent of the expense as tax deduction. So if you have 10% of your house as your office, and, you know, then you have, you can take 10% of everything, all the expenses towards that. And if you're, let's just say, you're storing inventory, which is very applicable to Amazon sellers, uh, if you're storing inventory, then, you know, and that's a, say another $100,000, you know, 100,000 uh, square feet, 100 square feet, I'm sorry, 100 square feet you can add that as well so you know of course you know bathrooms and those things don't count but yeah anything that you use for your office just make sure that you're counting it it has to be exclusively used you know you can claim your kitchen just because you're working on your kitchen table all day but if you have an exclusive area you should be able to take that deduction so it's very important
0: okay legit question so my electricity bill is much higher in the summertime because I run my air conditioning. I'd actually never had air conditioning until just recently cuz I live in San Diego and now I need it when I work. Can I take more than 10% of my electric bill or is it just like 10% don't don't push it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, whatever it is, it's that percent if your okay. area by yeah. So if it's higher you'll get 10% would be higher, right? So if you're paying $100, it's $10, versus $500, it's $50, so.
0: I, I could argue, I could probably, I legitimately could argue that my electric bill is three times higher. Because it's air conditioning, right? But I'm <laughs> probably pushing it too much, so that's, <laughs>
1: I'll just take <laughs> yeah, my You want to be happy. careful with, uh, you know, you want to <laughs> document everything, right? You don't want to be uh, creating red flags for nothing, so. Sure. Yeah.
0: So the next one, dinner with Uncle Sam.
1: Yes, even though you technically don't want dinner with Uncle Sam, me, he's <laughs> auditing you. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of online sellers, we travel a lot. So when you're traveling, you know, any kind of meals, it used to be that you could take meals and entertainment, which means like any expense, and that's the name, that's how the name is, Right, like most people still accounting, so sometimes call it still meal, meals and entertainment. However, with the Trump tax cuts, they dropped the entertainment part of it. So you can still take the meals and that's up to 50% is deductible, but you do have to discuss business in it. <laughs> you can't just have, and also it can be excessive. You know, you can be spending on a thousand dollars on one meal and then it'll be hard to justify it. And in terms of documentation, make sure the bill is separated between meals and entertainment the chances of somebody auditing one of our meals is very very low but you want to be as audit proof as possible just to be on the safe side yeah
0: okay okay Let, let's say you're making like a full-time income oh, so let's say an American full-time income fifty thousand dollars so mm-hmm. so you know respectable median income in the United States right like I can't deduct every single meal, right? Or is it like two meals per month? Like, is there, I know, I know it's like, it depends. It's all, it's all depends on like what the IRS says, but reasonably what's kind of like my,
1: so there's really no limit as long as you're, it's a business related, you can't deduct your personal meals, obviously. But if you're, if it's business related, you met somebody, you're discussing business or your wife is your business partner. You both go out for dinner and you're discussing business there. Technically, that's all deductible. So the only caveat is you need to discuss. There's no limit. You could be eating out every day once a month. You know, depends on individual person, obviously, right? Some people travel more. Some people eat more, eat less outside or eat more frequently outside or less frequently outside, not eat more or less. So yeah, there's really no guideline on that as long as you have your documentation. And, you know, the biggest thing is there are two types of documentation. IRS likes contemporaneous, right? So if you go out today and within a reasonable time, you make some notes in case they ever come back, you know, you say, hey, I discussed this and this, like you have some kind of documentation and you keep the copy and everything. So that's all, you know, credit card bills are not technically credit card statements are not valid proof. So, you know, just take a picture of the bill from the restaurant, make a note right on the bill. And then, like, hey, I discussed this or whatever. Something like one line is, you know, a few words is, you know. And then take a picture, save it away. That will be pretty much hard proof.
0: Perfect. That's exactly what I do. I usually put, like, lunch with Sam, discussed... Yep marketing right yes and there's a lot of apps that you can use to yeah, to hold those obviously you can just take a, an actual picture and put it in a folder or something i know quickbooks has an app for that but also i have a an app called shoebox or shoeboxed with yes. a ed at the end it's a really good app it's free and it, it like just archives everything i just use that every time i have some business expense i just take a quick pick and that way i figure if i ever get audited i hope i don't yes <laughs> um, okay. it's all there it's all documented yeah.
1: There are some paid apps as well. There's a Receipt Bank. There's, you know, several apps that work pretty well. I believe Receipt Bank actually integrates with the accounting software. So it automatically, you know, throws the stuff, in whatever account you link, so that it's all there. So it even saves the image and everything, so you don't have to, you know, it's pretty much automatic. So, yeah, there are a bunch of softwares that you just have to find the most convenient and cost effective for you. So it depends if you're not eating that much. You know, I don't eat a ton outside. And you know, for me, like a free app is good enough. But if you're eating a lot more, if you're traveling, especially after once the corona, you know, stuff passes, you start all start traveling more, you know, at that time, you know, you may want to invest in a paid app, like five, ten bucks a month. So
0: that's a good uh, intro into the next tip. Travel like a boss. Yes. Yeah. All so, travel expenses for that are business-related are deductible, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. You know, airplanes, you know, hotels, all those things. If you're travel-related, you know, a lot of times we go to these events where they're business-related, but then, you know, last day, there's also a little bit of personal entertainment and things like that. But as long as it's business-related, you know, make sure you document it. You're good. You can travel, you know, the world. A lot of us travel a lot, right, for business. So you want to make sure that you document everything take everything like there's no reason not to take it so and that's the advantage of having a corporation too if i may come back to one of the prior episodes we did on the entity structure these are the things that will help you when you have real you know i
0: have a good example of that i mean i should say my friend has a good example of that yes okay
1: so i think
0: my friend <laughs> in case irs is listening it was my friend who did this he took his wife and his wife's sister on a little vegas trip and said, "Hey, I'm going to a conference. It was a it's a conference in Vegas, the one not SellerCon, Prosper Show, the Prosper, Prosper Show."
1: Prosper Show. Yes. He went to
0: Pro, he yes. went to Prosper yes. Show and just had to get a hotel anyways and had to go had to go out there. And so right. they carpooled together and the company paid for the gas and the company paid for the hotel and he went to the event, the conference, and his wife and her sister got to do got to stay in Vegas for free cuz the business paid yes. for everything. Yes. Yeah, so travel like a boss. Travel like a boss. The next one, I've never heard of this one, Chakra, Augusta Rule. What is Augusta Rule? Sounds so fancy.
1: It is fancy, right? (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's one of those loopholes, quote unquote. So, not quite. It is actually pretty well trodden territory. You know, the story about this is it was originally taken advantage by, you know, the Augusta Golf tournament that happens in Augusta, Georgia. And so the rule basically is that you're allowed to rent your house. Well, you're allowed to deduct your board meeting expenses up to fourteen days. You know you can board deduct any amount, but you know board meeting expenses. And turns out like you know you can rent your own house to your company and then deduct that expense. Of course, most locations, if you exceed fifteen days, it'll become a rental then you have to pay taxes on that, right? So you have to keep it under 15, so 14 days. So 14 days, you can rent your company, rent your house to your company and charge your company. And there's some real way to do it. You know, make sure, you know, whoever you're going with, like we do it, but whoever you're working with, they know how to do this because it's not as simple as it sounds. You got to make sure you do it right. But, you know, basic, the idea is that, you know, you're having... You know, if you have an escort, for example, Andrew, you know, you and Mike meet, right? You guys meet, so you want to document those things, put it as a board meeting, and then you can rent your house to your corporation and take that production legal. The so um, fourteen
0: days is because, or fifteen days is because, otherwise, it counts as income
1: personally. Yeah, otherwise, it becomes now most locations, I believe, Iris as well. Like once you hit the fifteen days then it becomes a commercial rental, right? So now fall under a whole new set of headache rules that you don't want to deal with. So you want to stay within 15 days or so 14 days. Is a match.
0: Okay, so, so I four have- Four
1: quarters, right? Four quarters. You have four quarterly board meetings. So you can take, say, three days per okay. meeting technically. So that's 12 days already. So yeah, that'll still keep you safely under the rule. So, or you can okay. do four, four, three, three, whatever.
0: So okay, because I have a business partner, Mike, that you referred to. Can we both take it? So you have one company. So one company, one yes. rent. One company, so, one. Okay, okay, that's good to know. So and you have do two I,
1: companies. Yes, you can take two companies.
0: Okay, so do I have to like charge market rate or something like that? So I have a thousand square so, condo, but it's yes, like so you can't
1: do make, that. Yeah, go. you can't rent out the whole house. You know, so you have to document some of those things: what you rented, how much you charged and things like that and yes you can charge the market rate you can work with your accountant to figure that number which means we'll work together to figure that number and so yeah so you can you know charge proper rate you don't have to be like you know i charge 50 bucks No, you charge the right amount
0: but yeah you can't charge like ten thousand dollars a night though no no no
1: it has to be reasonable okay it has to be some kind there's some some kind of basis for it so okay
0: um, interesting
1: very okay. interesting oh yeah most people don't take it and it's money on the table so
0: okay augusta rule oh okay if i have like a lake house can i do it at a lake house so am yeah. I some vacation
1: whatever some right PNG? so the idea is so that means you're now yes in theory you can but you know if it's like middle of nowhere and so you have to look at the prevailing rates in that area so you're better off taking it in a nicer place where the rates are higher versus, you know, you're gonna have documentation. Cool.
0: righty. Next one. Retire in style.
1: Yes. So one of the advantages, like we talked about, as an S corp, is you, you know, you have to take salary, right? When you take salary, and a lot of e commerce entrepreneurs are pretty young, or you know, maybe they've not had a formal Long careers in corporate where you may have a 401k and things like that, but you can do your own 401k, and you can take up to 25% of your S corp salary towards the retirement account, right? So, which can add up pretty fast. It's tax-free. So, like, let's just say you're taking 50,000 salary, right? You can literally take 12,500. You have to put the cash out, though. It's not just a theoretical number. So, up to 25% of your total salary, you can put it. And that would be counted as an expense for the company. So, company is paying for your retirement. So,
0: expense for the company.
1: Okay. Yes. So, it's an employer. So, you are the employee, and you're the employer, right? So, you're the owner of the corp. So, you're the owner company. You're paying yourself as a salary, right? So, employer is putting twelve thousand five hundred. Let's just let's just call it the, for round figure, hundred thousand dollars salary, okay. right? Twenty five percent of it can be put into a retirement account for you by your company.
0: Interesting. So, so that's an expense I'm...
1: for the company. So a company can take $20,000 off their profit and just charge it to expense, employee benefit, and there you go. Interesting. So and the only that, thing is, set, again, right. it has to be done right. right. Yeah, it has to be done right. So you need to know somebody who's, what they're doing. But yeah, if you don't do it right, it could come and bite you. But yeah, you have to do it right. But uh, there's some proper ways to do it. But but, yeah, that's the basic principle.
0: And that's a SEP, right? S-E-P?
1: SEP IRA. Yeah, there are other types as well, but SEP is the most popular one. So yeah.
0: Can you do a Roth IRA when you're self-employed? SEP can be anything.
1: Anything. Um, Okay. Yeah. But you know, Roth is personal. SEP is done by the company, right? So it's-
0: you do both? If you're, can you um, like have the company do the SEP and
1: then you do the- There's a maximum, right? Ma- Roth is after tax. So this is before tax, right? So Roth is something you can do anyway, but that's after tax money. So you take the money, like the 50,000, you get as salary. You already pay taxes on it. Let's just say you got 30,000 after taxes. You take the 30,000 put in Roth and it grows tax-free, but Roth, you're, it's after tax money. But as a normal IRA is pre-tax money, so that's the difference. Okay.
0: Cool. The pre and post-tax, like I get it, but like it's it gets a little it starts getting a little foggy for me. So this is why you hire accountants because like <laughs> cool, I know it's a thing, but I'm like, how do I how do I do it? Uh,
1: yes, you gotta do it. Right. Uh, can you please help me? <laughs> I don't know how to do
0: it. <laughs> okay. The last one, the one I'm actually most excited about, as many of our loyal audience members might know. I recently had a baby little baby Eliza is Your currently baby. 20 weeks old. She's 21 weeks old tomorrow. When do you start stop counting in weeks? I think our, I think 21 it is already tomorrow. Your
1: mom or dad.
0: <laughs> 5 months. Let's say she's 5 months. She's 5 months old next week. So, she is a uh, beautiful baby girl and our last tip is billable babies. That's right. That's right. So You you know, the the IRS needs to, like, hire me to, like, change their tax rules, right? More marketable (laughs) names, right? Billable babies. That sounds nice. Okay. So, Chakra, I want to explain my understanding and you tell me where I'm wrong. Sure. All right. Okay. So, now, two-person household, filing jointly, married couple, any income that comes to the two of you, is kind of its own thing. It's it's a married couple, right? Uh, that's how it's...
1: filing jointly, yeah.
0: Yeah, married filed jointly, right? But the other people in your household, like your babies or your other children, are actually not part of that married couple. It's not a family tax return. It's actually a married couple, couple, two people of any two genders, whatever you prefer, whatever floats your boat, people. And so the children of the household actually file their own tax returns and they are being taxed as like solo people. And one thing that's really neat, and this is the part where I get a little fuzzy so say, help me along with this a little bit. Okay, so the part that's neat is that when you have, when you're low income, under 12,000 or 15,000, whatever it is, you don't pay income tax because you're, you're just poor, I guess, I don't know, whatever. It's a progressive tax scheme or whatever. And so uh, your uh, babies will not get charged income tax, but because you are the guardian of your babies, you now control that money on behalf of your child, okay? So that all leads into the fact that you can actually have your kids bill or pay your kids a wage, have that money go to them directly, you then take that money, file a proper tax return, they pay their social security, their blah, 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 anything anything they're supposed to do. You treat them just like any, any old citizen in the United States. They happen to be four months old or 21 weeks old. They uh, still have to file a tax return, but they don't pay taxes if they make less than $12,000 and then you take that money and it goes to the guardians to take care of the child which i'm sure kids cost more than uh, however much they're making right and you just basically use that money to pay for the kid and it comes through tax free so you can take $12,000 give it to the kid or 10,000 or 5,000 or 20,000 whatever it is 5,000 10,000 give it to the kid file his or her tax return and then you can just take that money tax free is that how that works <laughs> Okay,
1: I got a lot of caveats here. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> Let me take the cycle right back. So first thing, so yes, you, you know, married, filing jointly, that's, yeah, kids are dependent on you. Yes. So the babies or kids have to do some legitimate work for you. <laughs> so okay. if this well, is legit, legit, active. legit.
0: My kid, we've done photo shoots, legitimate photo exactly. shoots. Absolutely. Fifth and sixth photo of all my listings has has some baby in it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, that's you know marketing. You know, that's a legitimate you know baby expense, right? So baby work. But yeah, I mean, it's not that different than in you know people having a paper route or something like that, right? You're making a little bit money. Kids are making a little bit money. So the different is like you're basically employing your kids towards your corporation, and there are right ways to do it, wrong ways to do it. So. But again, you know, somebody who has done it before, you know, make sure you're working with them. But simple concept is the kids are working for you, for the company. They get paid a legitimate rate. So if the kid is, you know, super genius, he can code, make your websites, great. At 10, you know, you, they'll make a lot more money, right? Or they just want to empty trash, clean the office, you know, your home office, whatever it is, right? You just make sure it's a Legitimate work, you're documenting the work, you're paying them the right rate. I mean, you can't be paying $1,000 an hour for emptying trash, right? Something like that. But, and then you're right, like, you know, most taxes are not due, you know, FICA, any of those things, if they're making less than 12 when they're under 17, you don't have to worry about any of those taxes, but it has to ideally be you know done right. You know, you put them on W-2 and, you know, all those things, so those things have to be set up. But once they're set up right, yes, you know, and the nice thing is, you know, college, like I know college costs like a lot of money, especially if you're in California or any, well. You have have two kids at
0: like Berkeley or something, don't you?
1: Yes, yeah. Berkeley and Yale or something? uh, USC, Los (laughs) Angeles. Yeah, so they're, it's expensive, right? So to say the least. So, you know, those kinds of things, for that you would you know put that money towards that right like you know just let it grow so it'll or any other thing you know there's a lot of other things that come before college that are very expensive so those things can go so your your company is basically paying for a lot of those things and then we can talk about like you know at some other time about if you're young like in twenties, and if you have like school loans and things like that there are other ways to deal with it but you know for the babies, you know, hiring the babies for the legitimate work, documenting it making sure they're paid right. And then, you know, that money can go tax-free to them. So company gets a tax break for hiring your kids. Kids don't pay taxes and stays within the family. So yes, so it's a lot of, you know, good benefit all around, but you gotta do it right, so yes. Okay. I keep harping on doing it right, but yeah. Sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so throwing it out there, photo shoot, like legit yeah. like you're oh yeah you're legit like, like i said you know
1: if you have a baby product and you're using the baby for photo shoots or any kind of advertising you know brochures great right or if you have any kind of youtube channel or something where you're using the baby for for those things that's great if you're using if the baby is like i said you know not baby but a little older and they're doing like a websites or marketing or you know calling taking calls for your customer service for your Amazon business, you know, that's great. If they're just basically just doing the emptying trash or moving boxes or packing, that's a big thing, right? Like sometimes you may need, like you may bring stuff, you have to pack at home because, you know, something happened, you have to change the box or whatever happens, right? You know, if they can help with that, that's a legitimate thing. Just make sure you document those things, right? Can they it can... doesn't have to be any fancy documentation, but contemporaneous, right? You know, okay. make a log, you know, spreadsheet is fine, but as long as you're keeping it on that date, so that you know you're not going back and six months later reconstructing the hours.
0: Can you like pay them celebrity status though? Like, like if you have a YouTube channel and you're like, I can't just put any kid on there that's billing at like fifty dollars an hour for a model, right? Like, because I know like like if you look at standard rate right, model for any any random kid that shows up at a photo shoot might make like three hundred dollars in a day or something. Yes. Yeah. But like if these are like. The only kids that are allowed to be in this YouTube series or this Instagram story yeah. or this marketing scheme because like I am basically marketing person like personality market, whatever it is, right? right? Can you then can you then say like, well, this kid, I mean any kid gets three hundred dollars, but this kid,
1: this kid makes a thousand bucks a day. Yeah, I think you just wanna make sure that you don't, you know and the thing is it's twelve thousand dollars max, right? Like without you get into any tax return issues. So if you're paying $1,000, that's only 12 hours, okay? <laughs> but yeah, you want to make sure that it makes sense. You don't want to okay. pass a smell. Don't push hit. it. Don't push <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. and 12, and the thing 000, is, like, you know, no, uh, it. <laughs> if, if it's a regular work. you know, $100, $150 is not $200, you're not out of the realm. And, you know, if something clicks and the baby is celebrity and starts getting really $1,000, there should be some kind of record that somebody else may have offered him $1,000. Then, yeah, you're charging, you're paying him 1000 But the thing is, like, you'd still, the cutoff is not cut off. but after that, you start paying taxes, right? So, you yeah, know, I would just keep it slightly under that, under the 12000 not push it to, like, the last penny. Okay. Because, you know, it's we want, we want put- to give that <laughs> a safe margin, <laughs> so a little bit.
0: <laughs> awesome all right chakra i appreciate you being here the seven niche tax tips that we hit were the 330 day rule the home office deduction dinner with uncle sam travel like a boss the augusta rule that sounds so fancy augusta rule <laughs> or the board meeting rule um retire in style with a sephira and billable babies so chakra, right <laughs> you're giving us a little bit of tax advice tell our audience where they can find you
1: yep thank you so like you mentioned before it's junglebooks.net my email is chakra at junglebooks.net c-h-a-k-r-a at junglebooks.net with an s dot net so yeah i reply to any emails or any of my uh, staff will reply and then um, you know if you're interested we can have a chat and then my website is junglebooks.net youtube channel junglebooks as well so
0: Perfect. And we will have that information in the show notes, junglebooks.net, chakra at junglebooks.net. Chakra, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed those tax tips from Chakra. If you found anything new and different in these little tax tips, we would love if you could share this with another friend who has a business or could, could take advantage of any of these little tax tips. Um, If you hit the little share button and share this link, that would be fantastic. That's the best way for us to get new listeners and share these tips and tricks. Also, I want to remind you that we do have that webinar coming up. It is this Thursday, December 3rd at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. London time. And a link to that webinar will be in the show notes. And I hope to see you there.